welcome to C3 Wellington and Hutt City. Need something fresh, real and powerful in your life? Connect with us on social media, get podcast notifications, updates on events, collective groups and a whole lot more. We're so glad you're joining us for a powerful and thought-provoking message from one of our pastors. We would love to hear how God has touched you in your life. Get in touch through our website, c3churchwellington.nz. So, sit back and enjoy this message. Today we have our final message in the Yes series. Who's been enjoying this series? I've been, I've been loving it and, uh, and I think it was timely when Bex, uh, when Bex preached the first message, which we didn't know was going to be serious at the time. Uh, it, was, it, was, it just felt really prophetic for where we were as a church. So we've carried this theme on of, of being people that say yes to the promises of God for our lives. And uh, today my message is entitled, A Hearty Yes. A Hearty Yes. So uh, I'm going to read our key scripture and then we're going to pray. 2 Corinthians 1.19 from the Passion. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And He is the one whom Timothy, Silas and I have preached to you and has never been both a yes and a no. He has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. Such a great scripture. Father God, we thank you for this time we have together. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd speak to us in these moments we have together. We thank you that in Jesus we find a resounding yes. And I pray, Father God, that as we uh, uh, hear your voice this morning, that God, we would be the kind of people that would say yes to you as well. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. This, this really is uh, for me just laying out a little bit of my heart and thinking back on the journey because we're coming to another crossroads moment as a church, you know, and we've had a few of them. It feels like every year there's been something. And, uh, and I think sometimes when there's, when there's unknowing and the uncertainty of moving forward and into new ground and a new territory, one of the things that I like to do is just to look back over the promises of God and look back and see the journey that we've been on and to think, uh, about the promises that God's spoken over us, but just to remind myself, kind of, why, 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 why am I, why am I here? Like, why, why are we here? What is, what is the purpose? What is the motivation? What is the mission? And just to kind of get strip it all back to uh, the heart and the heartbeat of the home. And I love that. Paul in his words says, there's only one whom we've preached. There's only one name that we've, we've, we've wanted to elevate above everything else. There's only one message that we have and it's the message of Jesus. And, uh, you know, it's my hope. I've got this written down. Our hope for C3 is that we'll be a part of a tribe of people who are aligned in mission, aligned at a heart level, deeply connected, tracking in the same direction, that we want the same thing, where we're united around the same cause, we row in the same direction, we build the same house and we do it together. And that we would have a hearty yes, a heart yes, a yes from deep within us. And so my first point this morning is this, that we, we preach Jesus. We preach Jesus. If you, what I would hope my heart, what I'd hope as people come into C3 Church Wellington is that they would think these people are Jesus people. I mean, they are, uh, anyone from the 90s remember the Jesus Freak song by DC Talk? 
you know, you know that, that Jesus freaks, man. They're just all about this guy, Jesus. They're enamoured with Him. He's always on their lips. They're always talking about Him. And, and, and these guys just have this affection and affinity and, and they're lifting up one name above all other names. He's the centrepiece of everything we do. He's the star. We're not. I'm not the star. You're not the star. He's the star. I love how John the baptizer, and I always say John the baptizer. I don't know why, because I think, you know, if you say John the Baptist, people go, oh, is he a Baptist from the Baptist church? John the baptizer, because he dunked a lot of people. Uh, Jesus' cousin, he says, I've got to decrease so that Jesus can increase. My life has to be less so that He is more. Now, it's not that we don't have influence and that our life becomes to mean nothing, but it just becomes that our, our life becomes to be more about Him than about myself. That my life becomes more about Jesus than it does about Steve. And there's such a freedom in that transaction. And so our hope would be that we'd be a church that like Paul and Timothy and Silas, that we preach Jesus, that we love Jesus, that we know that He's the answer, that we pull everybody into a relationship with Jesus. That's my hope is that Jesus never falls from our lips. It's just, it's just not about us. And we're not focused on ourselves. He's the way, the truth and the life. He's the answer to everything. I think if you've got a problem, Jesus is the solution. I don't care what problem you face. Jesus is the answer to that, that, that problem. He's the solution to everything. Yes, yeah, so we want to be known as passionate Jesus people. That it's easy just to associate us with Jesus. We worship Him. We, we preach Him. We, we follow Him. We're passionate about the One who is passionate about us because here's the truth. You can't outpassion Him. You can't outwant Him. You can't outdesire Him as we just sung about His reckless love for you and for me. He's, he's already chosen His level of love for you and it's unconditional, perfect love. And so our, our, our heart is to move in a trajectory towards desiring Him and loving Him and wanting Him and to see Him move, to draw closer and closer to Him. And we're going to give it our best shot. We encourage each other into deep relationship with Him and we invite others into that relationship. So like we want to be matchmakers for Jesus. <laughs> Anyone matchmaker, been a matchmaker for a friend? You know, we want to be matchmakers for Jesus. Come on, come meet Jesus. You'll love Him. And this is the thing. Uh, I had, this, I had this, uh, this, this vision one morning and it was, I was walking along the street of Fittianga with Jesus because that's where I used to live. And I came up to a mate and we're yarning away and we're just having this great old conversation. And Jesus is standing there going, and I'm like just yarning. And then we carry on and then we keep walking. And Jesus is like, why don't you introduce me? Why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you introduce me to your mate? I'm like, I'm sorry, I did actually didn't even cross my mind. Or I wasn't embarrassed about him or, or anything like that. It was just that it just didn't cross my mind. So the next person I come up to bump, bump into, <laughs> it's like, hey, have you met my mate Jesus? This cat's awesome. And they hit it off. They start yarning and talking and I'm sitting there, I'm starting to feel like the third wheel and then they walk off together and I'm left there. I'm like, why? Where are you going, Jesus? And then he goes, I'm right here. Oh, holy moly. He's right beside me still. Yet I'm seeing him walk off over there. I'm like, I'm, my mind's flipping out. But we want to be people that invite people into a relationship with Jesus because Jesus is awesome. There's nothing you wouldn't, who wouldn't love this cat? 
This guy that would give up everything for you, that says, I want to give you abundant life, that wants to set you free, wants to get you over those things. He wants to kick fear to the touch, anxiety to the touch, depression to touch. He wants to come into your life, rearrange some things, make you a new creation, put purpose in your life and get you into adventure. What's not to love about Jesus? Oh, man. We want to be the kind of people that like, when, this, when the service moves to a moment of response, as it might do today, and the speaker's saying, hey, does anyone want to say yes to Jesus? We want to be the kind of people that are leaning in going, come on, God, just want somebody, somebody respond. Jesus, would you just reach one? Somebody, would somebody reach out? And we're leaning forward in that moment, hoping that maybe someone would enter into a relationship with Jesus. Because we know how much it's changed our life. We know how much He's rescued me. We know how much He's done for us. And we want that for every single person that walks into this church. Do I have a hearty yes around that? Does your heart, when I say these things, go, yeah, that's what I want too. That's what I want too. I want people to experience and meet Jesus. I want to be a part of a church that really cares deeply about people meeting Jesus. I want to be a part of a community that takes seriously this call that we get to be the ambassadors for Jesus. Do I get a hearty yes that we preach Jesus? Ephesians 3, 14 to 21 says this, For this reason I bow my knee before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to Him be the glory in the church. And in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That Christ may dwell in your hearts, that you be rooted and grounded in love and understand the magnitude of the love of Jesus. Like it's beyond your head to comprehend, the Scripture says. Beyond knowledge, beyond you trying to figure it out. And isn't love a little bit like that? Like you just all of a sudden don't understand it while you head over heels and you know you drive crazy distances and sit on the phone all night and you just don't understand it. Why it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you've just got this driven, this deep. Dri it's beyond your mind and it's deeper. It comes from a deeper place, yeah. And that's kind of what love, right? And we want people to encounter the love of God, the love of Jesus that is at a heart level, that Christ would dwell in our hearts. We want a hearty yes around that we come close. It's <laughs> point number two. We come close. The mission statement of this church is to bring people far from God close to Him. Close is super intentional language and it means a lot. John 13, 34 and 35 says that, Jesus speaking, I give you a new commandment. 
Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. When I say that we preach Jesus, we preach Him by loving one another. How we show Jesus is in the way that we love one another. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says this, that therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God makes His appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ and be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors. We are, we are the people that you can look at us and you might see Jesus. You might encounter Jesus. You might come in contact with this church and you might not understand theology or understand the faith aspect of it, but there's something about the people that draws you. There's something about the family, the community of faith. There's something about this tribe of people that there's something that you just is attractive to you. And while you might not know Jesus, we will be His hands and feet for you while you're on the journey to get to know Him. That we will be the people that will draw you in, that we will help you see Him. That the way that we love and the way that we do life together reflects something, reflects heaven and reflects the character of God. Because here's the thing I know about us loving one another. Love takes close connection. You cannot love from a distance. Magnets don't attract from big distances. It's funny, you get two magnets and it's like, nah, nothing, 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 nothing. All of a sudden, whack! You get them close and they stick. They come together. It's like the same thing when you, yesterday we were lighting up Ray's and, and Christy Lee's new fireplace. And that was a lot. I love playing. Who loves playing for making fires? I think it's just so much. I love that. I was like, Caleb, make a fire. I'm like, why am I asking Caleb to do this? I love making fires. I'll do it. And, uh, and, but the same thing, you strike a match. If you don't get it near the paper, there's gonna, it's not, nothing's going to happen. You can't light a match and hope that the paper in the fireplace is going to light. You've got to bring that thing close. You've got to bring it close. Being an ambassador for Jesus and being a member of a family are two very close ideas that can't be separated. You can't separate out. To be an ambassador for Jesus, Jesus says that the, the way you ought to be an ambassador for me is loving one another, loving other followers of Jesus, being in relationship with other followers of Jesus. And so I've always said this, and Caleb reminded me of it this week, that Sunday is the foyer of the house. In our last place, we had a huge foyer. It was like three metres by three metres. It was a grandiose foyer that we used to just store our church gear in. But anyway, we're this massive foyer. And you could step into that foyer and you'd be in the house, right? And we could be in the kitchen or the dining room and we could yell out to one another, how's your day been? It's been good. What are you cooking? <laughs> Sausages. <laughs> okay, see you later. And walk out again. Sunday is the foyer of the house. We want you to come to the dining table. We want you to come all the way into the heart of the home. We want you to get deeply connected in a tribe and a family of people. That's the heart. We're after connection, not perfection. We're after progress, not perfection. We're after a con constant journey together. We're, on a, we're, we're going somewhere, we're doing something, but we're doing it together. We, all, we wanna say there's always a seat at the table. There's always an empty seat at the table. We're strictly inclusive. 
No matter what your stage in life, where you're walking, you'd find a place here where you belong. We want you to find a home here at C3. And we want you to find fellowship, which is friendship plus partnership. It's relationship that's on mission. So we preach Jesus, we come close, and we help each other discover our purpose. Because when you find your people, you find your purpose. Because your purpose exists for others. And Troy, you can hit that track. And this is the truth, man. Like, and I really appreciate having a conversation with Matt and Amber this week. Math and Amber. Matt, Math. <laughs> and just reminding us that we've got to be so careful when we talk about purpose and serving that people don't think that in order to be in this family, in order to be at the dining table, in order to come into the heart of the home, the only way you can do that is by serving. I think the cruelest thing you can do is give an awe to someone that's got blistered hands and ask them to row. I think that's loveless. What trumps serving is that we love one another. That we don't use one another. If we get the heart of heaven, there wouldn't be no usury. There would just be love. And so as a, as a, as a, as a pastor, I'm passionate about seeing people move into the purpose of God on their lives. Like I, we just, it's just, it made my heart smile when Ray put that message on Slack. Here's a guy who's been on a journey of figuring out this whole church deal and Jesus deal. Before April never stepped foot in a church, he doesn't know what I'm even saying this, so I'm sorry, man. You're, you, you control the podcast, you can edit it out. <laughs> and he steps, he goes down to a funeral for his granddad, down to Dunedin. And on the plane, sitting in the plane on the way back. He says, Steve, I'm just getting all these words coming into my head. He wasn't even in that, at our team gathering because he was at a funeral for his granddad. And he had all these words coming. So God was speaking to him and he just started writing them down. And it was so eloquent, man. And so bang on. And it's just, it's just like, wow, God, that just... I just want to see more rays coming alive. And you know, I just want to see more of that. More people find their place. More people find, you know, their, their core design. And we'd hope that this is a place where it would be planted and it would flourish and it would grow. So when I say that we want you in the game and that we have no bench warmers in this church, that you have a place on the field, and that you don't have to be perfect to participate. We also don't want to put pressure on people to feel like your value is set by what you do. Your value is not set by what you do. Your value is set by, your, by the, the, the value that God puts on your life. And He died for you in your mess and He died for you in your brokenness and He died for you in your sin and He said, you're worthy of my blood. And so we say you are worthy and your value cannot be shifted. 
Nothing you do can change the value. Doesn't that bring some freedom? Bring some freedom. But nonetheless, the truth is this, you are built for a purpose and you will sing in it. And it's like you'll hit that, that, that moment, it just feels like, oh my gosh, this is what I was made to do. And I just wanna remind you that Jesus used the apprenticeship model. <laughs> you don't have to go away and figure it out and come back trained and ready to go. Now, there are some jobs where that would be a bit problematic. I'm glad they don't use the apprenticeship model when, when people are flying planes, you know. Hey, just jump in, we'll see how we go, you know. Like, oh, that's all right, you crashed that one, let's go again, you know, like. You can't use that model, can you? But in this, you can. In the journey of being a church and getting on mission together and discovering what God's got in your life, this is where you learn and you grow and you may fall and you may fail, but we'll pick you up and we'll say, let's go again. That we're not after that perfection, we're just after some movement. Take a step. That's what we're after. And we'll figure it out as we go. We'll learn on the job. The apostles, the, the disciples did. Three years they spent with Jesus. Figuring it out, learning, and He just invested. He just invested and He just invested. And then the world was turned upside down by them. So the reason that this message has come about is I was, yes, uh, on Friday, I was at work with one of my work colleagues at Carpet Court and he was telling me about another guy who runs a floor store and he's, a, he's like, he, he runs a flooring store in, in, in the Hutt Valley and he works with one other person. It's a two-man operation. He owns the business. He has one employee and that's just to do some of the things he doesn't want to do. <laughs> and, uh, and he sells direct. So he buys and sells direct. And, uh, and he's got a real simplistic business model. He doesn't deal with all the weird jobs. He doesn't want to know if, if that's kind of, I don't want to deal with that. That's not, my, that's not my area. That's not my expertise. Go to Carper Court kind of thing. They can have it. He deals with the people that he says that, uh, that he feels like we, we're, we've got to like, there's something going on like we, we, we're good together. Like he just, he comes across people and he's just like, yep, we've got a good uh, chemistry working relationship. I'll give you a quote. And he only, needs to do, he only needs to do three or four jobs a week because he doesn't have the mass of this and the mass of that and the overheads of this and the overheads of that. And because of that, he's been able to just be particular about the work that he takes on. And so he's got a successful business. He's not working overly hard. And because he's dealing with like-minded people, they refer him. And so he gets like-minded people saying, hey, my friend, you did that job for, says you're great. Can, I, can you come? And so he's just getting referral business. And he can just turn away the stuff that he's not interested in. I'm, and, and, and my workmate's saying, man, well, this guy's got it, got it, he's switched on. And I'm just going, that's kind of like how we ought to be as a church. Now, I'm not saying that we're exclusive and we don't... But we should just say, hey, this is who we are. This is where we're going. This is what we believe in. This is what is, resonates in the heart of us as a people. And it might not resonate in your heart and that's okay. And that's one of the reasons why there's a hundred churches in the Wellington plus, I don't know how many churches there are. There's so many. And you'll find a home and you'll find your people, but this is who we are. And this is where we're going. And this is what matters to us. 
Do you give it? Do you have a hearty yes on the inside? Like, yeah, that resonates with me. Then let's go. Let's go. You know, as Pastor Joel said, come on, let's go. Because the people matter. Because they need to experience the love of Jesus. Because we have something to offer. And I know that's really simplistic. A really simplistic overview. But I'm teeing us up into the next series, Simple Church. And we'll unpack some of this a bit more deeply and we'll talk about how it impacts in the week in and week out life of our church and what it actually looks like when we hover at 30,000 feet, but when we get down to street level, what does it look like? What does it look like to be a simple church? Yeah. Uh, so this is, I guess, a bit more of that 30,000 feet vision stuff, but I just don't want us to be distracted away from the mission.